Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, we're live. It's Melinda from Melinda Quint's Author. And today I'm having my special guest, Teresa, come and talk with us today. She is the author of her upcoming book, Poetry, poetry Expressions. That'll be a compilation of poetry as well as short stories. Now, she's no stranger to hardship that she's endured abuse as a child by her father. Now her healing journey has been that of writing. She's been pouring out her feelings, her emotions onto paper. And I'll mention a group that she has a little bit later on, but it, I'm just blown away by the words that she has in on paper and it's just flows and it's so beautiful. Now a fun fact, and I did mention this in the event that she is from a place, a town in Iowa I'm not going to say where because I'm going to say it wrong. Teresa, you'll have to help me with that. But John Wayne, it was his home once before he moved to Winterset in Iowa. So I, that's a fun fact. I thought it was really cool. He's one of my favorites. I love mm -hmm. him. The Quiet Man's my favorite movie. But I like them all. But let's dive into, oh, how do you pronounce that? Is it Koyakuk or Koyakuk? It's Koyakuk. That is totally nothing. Kill cuck, but it's been pronounced kill cuck or kill cuck, however, <laughs> pronounces it differently, but it is kill cuck. Kill cuck. Okay. Break <laughs> it up like they taught you to do in, in school. You just say kill cuck, and it's really easy to say. <laughs> and to me, it looks, it looks nothing like it. <laughs> But I don't know. People have so much trouble pronouncing it. I, pronouncing I know, it. right? Well, I live near a little town called Rensselaer, and I I used to work at a hotel, and people would ask all the time, "How do you pronounce this city name?" So I mean, it's it's so common. Unfortunately, a lot of folks, and even my last name, it's Kunst, Melinda Kunst. People, have, you know, I can't even begin to tell you the names that I've been called through my last name, but. Um, so let's dive into this, Teresa. Let's talk about your upcoming book. Now, this is a story that it's, what, 57, 56 years in the making? Um, well, it's actually, it's about done. I mean, I've had to have it edited, but as far as I know, it should be finished, edited sometime next week. So after that, it goes to the publisher. So. Yeah. Yay, that is awesome. Now, you mentioned that you were endured some trauma in your childhood. Can you uh, elaborate on that? You mean being abused? Right. Um, I know this is a sore spot with some members of your family. And I, I want to applaud you and say this is very brave and courageous of you to do, would come forward to talk about and also to write about. Well, my father was... I never had a relationship really with my father. He kind of, I always felt like he did. He didn't love me in a way, but a lot of times whenever he would get angry, he would lash out. He would, you know, if I broke a glass of, uh, or spilt tea on the floor, 
he would literally yell at me or call me stupid or, you know, and stuff like that. Or sometimes he would threaten me if I didn't shut my mouth. He would like threaten me with like throwing a shoe at me or just put downs, criticizing. He didn't really support me like a father should have. I never really got too many hugs or, you know, I was just yelled at most of my life. And I was scared of him pretty much. And I wasn't the only one to yell at. I mean, my siblings and my mother were yelled at too. I mean, he wasn't an easy person to live with really. And it was, it was horrible. Well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you relive that. We can, how did this spin into your book then? How did you, had you been just kicking it around for some time? How did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've always wanted to write about it, but um, like, um, the lady that we were talking to last night, I had children to raise myself and I never had the time to write. I just kind of didn't think about doing it until I started going to a counselor who made me write a journal. Well, she didn't make me, but she had me write a journal, my feelings and stuff. And that's how I got started doing it. It's just writing in the journal and I read a book that had poems in it and I thought, well, I could do this myself. And I started writing poems and I had all kinds of inspirations every day. And it's a lot of it. I like doing it. I just write it and, you know, it flows from my brain, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you're a very special person because, you know, from, I remember back in English class, I wasn't very good at it. I could do like the roses are red kind of thing, or maybe mm -hmm. some funny little off color limericks. <laughs> I don't have the flow or that this is your thing. And that's, I am just amazed by your words. Now I mentioned it to you last night. I'm going to ask, could you share a little bit of your poetry with us, please? Sure. I got it right here. Right. All right. Actually, it's out of my poet, uh, my um, group on Facebook. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Teresa does have a, a uh, group on Facebook and she shares her poetry and insights and such. You do need to friend her in order to get entrance into this group. Go ahead and do so. She's very open. That's fine. You can find her on Facebook. Okay, um, here's one of them. Um, it's called, I felt, I felt unheard. I felt judged. I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel worthy. I felt blamed. I felt left out. I felt uncared for. I felt unloved. I felt controlled. I felt betrayed. I felt in unimportant and I felt disrespected yeah let's see I got another wow. one here um, powerful okay this is called winning whisper an ominous, gloomy cloud of anger, frustration, and shout. 
It darkens our sky. It's getting loud. It's about to thunder and rain out. But there, deep in our hearts, there is a whisper that starts. It's a whisper of fearless heart. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lost my connection. Oh, no. Okay. I, I love this. You know, we can't make this up. This is awesome. <laughs> um, a start over. Winning whisper. An ominous, gloomy cloud of anger, frustration, and shout. It darkens our sky. It's getting loud. It's about to thunder and rain out. But there, deep in our hearts, there is a whisper that starts. It's a whisper of fearless heart. I'm scared of what you might do, but I whisper to myself, I am not afraid of you. Wow. wow. And I love that line about fearless heart. Wow. I like that. I like that. Wow. Now, what was there a point in time when you decided that uh, you, because this is a very strong one, they all are and powerful. Was there a moment that you can recall when you say, I'm not afraid anymore. Well, actually not until after I married my husband. Okay. I, I really didn't have the courage to talk up to my dad or talk back. I was afraid to, but um, I married my husband. And unfortunately when I had a child, our first child, we had moved in with my husband's, family and um my husband's mother was the same way my father was oh no and uh she would actually be the same way and i've actually um grew a backbone and uh kind of fought back then and um i think i um I never had the chance to talk back to my dad really after I got married. And um, I think I felt more protective with my husband around and I never, but I, if he had criticized me, I would um, go home and cry. That's mostly what I did growing up was cry or um, go to my room and, you know, think about it. But um, a lot of people, knew my dad was the way he was, but uh, I kind of, I didn't tell too many people. I think they so, kind of- so This is big, this is big for you to do, to tell the world by publishing your book and, and coming on today. This is very big, this really mm -hmm. is. And this whole process has been healing for you? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, actually, um, it's actually brought me out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I, I'm getting out and doing more things, going out among public. I was, I had like social anxiety really bad, okay. but. Um, I would never have guessed that. I mean, because we've chatted several times, so I would have never have guessed that. Well, from one to one, you know, on from you to me, I could talk to people like that. But if I was to go up, I, among a crowd of people to do a speech. I'm not sure I could do it. I might be able to now, but um, 
beforehand, no, I don't think I could have ever done that. Mm -hmm. I was just afraid to open my mouth. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my goodness. um, I could tell my husband and I do tell our church, um, my pastor and his wife, which we are good friends with, but going in front of the church and probably talking about it, I might be able to do it now, but I don't think I could have beforehand. Wow. My goodness. I had a lot of issues and since I've been going to a counselor, it's, it's helped me a lot. I've actually can, make my own decisions and, and speak up really to maybe tell my story and write it in a book. And hopefully I won't have to go up um, up in front of a lot of people, but if I do, I'm pretty sure I could probably do it. You could, I know you could, you could, because this is a brave thing that you're doing today. Yeah. This is going to be seen by hundreds of people. I know it. So yeah, this is very, I don't mean to scare you, <laughs> but uh this is very brave. I'm very proud of you. I really am. Thank you. <laughs> and I do have to ask also, um, this your book, it's now with an editor. So do you have a projected date that you think it'll be published and, and out? Um, not really, but I can tell you it'll probably be before the beginning of next year, hopefully. Okay. Okay, because it is a process. So why don't you tell me about that process then, about the writing process? I mean, do you have a schedule? Because I know I have people that ask me questions about how much time do you put in and, and so on and so on. So why don't you walk me through that? Actually, um, I didn't really have a schedule um, with my editor. Um, I kind of came up with when I'd be done with it and he just said, go with it. He told me to tell many poems to write or, you know, let's try this, let's try that, and let's see how well you do. And if you can beat that deadline, which I did, I did more or less more, more poems than I was supposed to write, which is a good thing. Yeah. In case some of them didn't sound too good to him, then, you know. Mm-hmm. And um I know I talked to the publisher and she told me that I only had to do 20 to 40. Okay. Well, I, I've done almost 50. Wow. 50 or more, and I'm still writing poems. Oh, so, that's awesome. um, so you can have another book too. Yeah. I've already started book two. Awesome. It's <laughs> great. My editor, my editor kind of said, let's see how book number one does first and then go from there. So, but, well, um, I- Brian popped in the next of um, before the beginning of next year or the end of this year. So, oh, that's wonderful. And I I love what you say, Brian. Their editors are vital. Yeah. He says, Good for you for listening. Yeah. That's my editor. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Brian. (laughs) So, how was it to go ahead and pitch yourself? to editors and so on like that. Was that a long process for you? Because many, many uh, writers do have a long, very arduous task of finding somebody that meshes and that'll take them on. Was that a long process for you? No, actually I met Brian on Facebook, kind of shared some stuff with him and he liked what I wrote. And he said I was talented. At first I didn't believe him. Um, I I had self-doubt. And um, now that I've went to like a 
um, Indie Book Expo. And he actually looked at my work and he actually thinks I'm very talented. So I'm, I'm glad. I, and you are, you are very talented. You really are. And that goes to your healing too, about what you're saying to yourself. I mean, because I'm just listening to you talk, you talk about how you felt like this, you were like this. So I can tell that you're moving forward and you're just going to keep on going like a steam train, just running on through, getting that healing journey. That's amazing. That really is. Now, how do you feel about all of this going forward? The book coming out, does it make you a little nervous? Are you excited? I I feel like it's amazing. And like most people, you know, I, I don't feel like I have competition anyway. I know everybody writes their own certain way. So I'm I'm looking forward to doing more. Awesome. You hear so, that, Brian? Yes, yeah, she is a very good, very good writer. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so you've had the struggle in your childhood. And I believe we touched on personally about being bullied too as a child in school at one point in time as well. Now, and, and I'm going to touch on your, your siblings here. So they didn't want you to write this or publish this. Um. I know my brother did. I, I don't think he really wanted me to publish it. And my sister denies everything. But um, in the long run, I don't know. Maybe later on, they'll maybe appreciate that I did do it. And, you know, it was my way of healing, part of my therapy. And it's helping me. So hopefully later on, they'll, they'll accept what I did and okay. maybe not be so unhappy about it. And just to mention for the folks that are listening, her father has passed on. And there, if I'm correct, you didn't have that healing moment where you reconciled, there was any forgiveness, am I correct? Um, yeah, I don't think my father ever felt remorse. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know what happened to him before all of us kids were, came into the picture. I, I think he's uh, may have preferably been abused himself. I don't know, but um, there was some time in my life I really disliked him. But as of now, I forgive him for everything he does, I, but I haven't forgotten. And we never do. Yeah, it sticks with you the rest of your life, really. Yes. Yes, but this has been so healing for you. And I think it's amazing. I really do. And I know I've said that already several times, but you are very talented and I love the work that you're doing and please keep doing it. So if you were to give any tips to aspiring writers that are watching us right now, what tips would you give them? Well, for one, don't self-doubt. You can accomplish anything if you put your mind to it. And, um, you could actually learn by Googling and there's actually stuff on there that actually teaches you how to write and how to, you know, write the way um, you should write or, you know, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
my number one thing would be to um, if if you're a Christian, I believe in God, and that's pretty much who my helper is. That's who I believe in, and that's how I um I actually look up to him, and um, that's how I write. Some of my writing is about God too, so um, I'm glad I I really accepted him in my heart. So I think that's another that's another thing that would really help is um, going to church and and becoming going to fellowship and and meeting people that you know has experienced uh, different things. You could learn a lot. So that's pretty much what helped me a lot. And there are people like Brian, my editor, which um, he's encouraged me a lot and my counselor too. So that's pretty much how I, I'm getting along in things. And I, and I have a, my husband's wonderful too. So <laughs> yeah, well, for all have a support system. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> And I have to, okay, so for me, I have a, a ritual that I do, and it includes candles, some classical music or easy listening music, and um, a couple other things. I'll have my cup of tea. Is there anything you do to prepare yourself for writing, or is there anything you're doing? Do you have music playing in the background? Do you go outside on a laptop? Do you handwrite? What would, what's your process? Well, actually, I do a lot of my writing when my husband's in dialysis. Oh, I'm sorry. The waiting room, and he sits in dialysis in the back room. And a lot of times I'll write in there. It's usually quiet at times until people come in or when those machines go off. But I usually sit at the table with a glass of tea and, and just sit there and write. And I've actually had a lot of inspiration. I've got all kinds of wildlife, squirrels, birds, hummingbirds, and and um, actually, it's in a busy um, section of city where you can see a lot of things going on. So I have a lot of inspiration. And when I'm at home, I usually sit in my recliner and write. And sometimes I can sit and listen to music. Music's always been a good inspiration. And Actually, my husband, that's all he does is listen to music. So I sit and listen to music and write, too. Now, and, I am sorry about your husband. Is he okay? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. He's um, actually he's one of the better patients at the dialysis unit. And uh, he's an inspiration, too. I mean, he's went through a lot of surgeries with his kidneys and oh, no. uh I've actually dealt with a lot of, and he's about the best person I've ever known to endure pain. <laughs> and he's had lots of it over the years. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I actually haven't wrote anything about him. So I may write some poems about that. <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. That would. But, um, he's been by my side on on a lot of things and this is something he told me go ahead and do is keep it up and he says Brian your editor likes you so much so keep doing it <laughs> glad he supports me 
yeah, there's so many folks that don't have that support system when they're writing. So that is just really phenomenal that he's there for you. That helps so much to have that cheerleader. Now, does he ever say, hey, go go write? Or are you just very disciplined and you make sure you get it done every day or once a week? You're giggling. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've actually read some of my work to him. So he, he actually gives me an okay about everything. I mean, he's doesn't really tell me to go right. I just do it. So, you know, and it doesn't keep me, keep us from anything. I'm around him constantly. So it's my way of being away from him for a while. So, um, but yeah, um, he actually sits and plays on his computer while I write. So, you know, we're both quiet. And we do our own thing. So that's a good thing. That is. Now, do you find it since you both have a background of trauma that you've uh, maybe clung to each other? Or it sounds like you're both about the same. With um, Because sometimes when you jump into an, uh, in a relationship and someone's been abused and you are also abused, one person might be day and the other person might be night. But it sounds like you two are very much in tune with each other and are a similar mind, maybe. Um, yeah, we kind of connect a lot because we both have dealt with, um, parent fathers that were, well, I had a father and his father was actually kind of an alcoholic and oh. his mom was just the way she was. But, um, Albert's the outside going guy and to deal with it, he spent more time outside mm -hmm. away from his mom. That's how he dealt with her a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And I think he dealt with stuff better than I did. Mm -hmm. I was around my dad constantly. So I didn't really have nowhere to go because both of my siblings were older than I am. They were both married when I was like 10 years old. Okay. And um, I didn't really have much support system back then. Oh. So. Well, and it sounds like you have like, like a, happily ever after now with your husband <laughs> yeah. that you got married. Yes. Now, now has he had counseling as well? No, no, no. Um, just, just me. Okay. Okay. Just me. And he um, seems to be doing just, with that. Me going to counseling. Well, um, him not maybe getting to the heart of, I don't know. Does he have any, any past trauma from that himself? I mean, that uh, do you see any signs or does he have any nightmares, PTSD sort of things? I I really don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think he'd really go to counseling. He might if I asked him to, but I don't think, I don't think he thinks he needs it really. I think he's dealt with it better than I did. So, okay. and I, in just my experience, I almost think that's a guy thing. Uh, you know, I've met a lot of trauma survivors that are male, and most of them don't seek out help. I don't know why that is. You know, I think it's because they, like your husband, just dealt with it and kind of. You know, um, I think my brother dealt with it too, but. Um, I was told by my counselor that you don't totally deal with it. It's still in your, within you, but I don't know how my brother, everybody de deals with it differently. So I don't know. I think men are stronger in some ways than women are at dealing with 
um, being abused? I don't really know. I just know that um, women are can be more emotional than men. Um, a lot of times some men don't show their emotions like us women do. But my husband deals with a lot of things, um, just going outside and just working on something. So <laughs> me, on the other hand, I was just always emotional, mm -hmm. highly emotional, really. Mm -hmm. so it wasn't, it, it, it's not hard to, it wasn't hard to make me cry or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, now I, I think I'm handling things pretty good. It sounds like you've set boundaries for yourself early on after you were married and dealing with your mother-in-law there. So that's mm -hmm. wonderful. That really is. Well, it is until you move next door to them. We <laughs> <laughs> did. And um, I had a lot to deal with, believe me. And um, their house isn't there no more. So, and his parents are both passed away and I, don't pretty much had to deal with them anymore. So, you know, that kind of took a load off of my shoulders too. But um, it wasn't easy. It really wasn't easy. But you guys made it through. Yes. And that's wonderful. Yeah. And you're here to tell the tale, both of you. Yeah. Yep. I am so excited Very for you in this new book. I really am very excited for you. And I know going forward, you are just going to do some amazing things for others that are struggling with this issue of healing their past. So again, I applaud you. Thank you. Congratulations. And I can't wait for it to come out. Now, are you going to have it both in paperback form and Kindle form, or is it just going to be paperback? Do you have any idea yet? I think it's probably, it could be both. I really don't know. I'm hoping it's mostly paperback. <laughs> But, well, I'm assuming um, it's Kindle. It could be uh, just an ebook, I should say, not just Kindle, but uh, ebook form. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is wonderful. My goodness. Wow. Now, looking back about 10 years ago, would you ever thought that you were in where you are right now? No. Mm -hmm. Not really. Uh -huh. I've, I've actually wrote something when I was a freshman in high school and it was kind of not a good thing. It was, um, it actually had both of my parents thinking I was running away with somebody. <laughs> and I thought, well, it was that good. Evidently <laughs> my parents thought I ran away from home, which I didn't. I just went to a friend's house <laughs> and actually, I think I might've been a good writer then, but I never took myself seriously and I never wrote anything like that again. <laughs> I quit writing really. Oh, we've got this comment from Brian. He's going to nag the publisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks Brian. <laughs> and he will too, believe me. <laughs> Well, before we leave, do you have anything else that you'd like to add or or talk to fellow authors or those aspiring authors? Do you have any last words? Not really. Just um, don't ever doubt yourselves. And um, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. And yeah. 
always believe in, in what you do and keep going. And you amount to anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could probably um, help other people. Just by sharing their story. Yes. Yes, by sharing your story. All right. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for being my guest today. I appreciate it and for sharing so much. And thank you, my viewers here that are watching. And please keep an eye on Teresa. I know she's going to do a lot of great things. So if you can, go ahead and friend her. And again, she has that special group where you can read some of her poetry or just chat with her. Maybe you have some questions about the writing process or just want to have her as a great friend because she is marvelous. I'm going to let you go. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great day. And if you're watching the replay, feel free to place a comment and also to, again, follow Teresa. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, Teresa, you... <laughs>